Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And welcome to another episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today's guest, well, I'm just chuffed that she agreed to do it because she's probably the only person on the list that I asked. I was genuinely, genuinely worried that she was going to say no. Uh, but she said yes. How could I say no to that, <laughs> to that face? that smiley, happy face. Who would, who would disappoint? Please welcome Joelle. Hello. <laughs> thank you for having me. I was very pleased to be asked. Oh, thank you. So obviously you're editor-in-chief of Glamour magazine, um, which is an amazing magazine. Let's start there. Yes, let's just commit that to... Yeah, yeah just yeah, let's put that down. It's just a fact. No, it is. Thank you I very just, much. But I think it's, um, <laughs> you know, we're all very much about women supporting women and mothers supporting mothers and stuff. And I think having a magazine like that that is out there 
like even in the issue that I've uh, read recently about you know superheroes what they really look like and looking at all these different women in uh, you know the workplace and oh like just incredible actually well, so thank you thank you uh, so <laughs> Joe has a daughter called Evie who is twelve um, so she's she's been there she's been when we all have been uh, and I've got to say actually uh, I have followed Joe on social media for quite a while she's got the hashtag uh, clothes my husband hates which I find hilarious and I have followed it for a long long time and six weeks after Buddy was born I was in the Riding House Cafe I was having one of those days where I felt amazing he was six weeks old we were travelling into London we had a, a meeting at the Riding House Cafe then I had physio and my six week check it was all going so well. I saw you, you were sat next to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Joe Alvin. I'm not going to say hello, but oh my gosh. Feeling great on top of the world. Tom took a photo of me, so I knew I was looking good. <laughs> and um, and literally, uh, towards it just started going downhill, to be honest. Uh, I then ha- realised that my boob was leaking everywhere. <laughs> and then when we got home, we had a poo in the bath situation. So it just spiralled. Well, as long as it wasn't yours or Tom's, I think that that's perfectly fine. <laughs> but then but, I yeah. tweeted you and you, yeah. and you tweeted me back and I was like, yeah. Well, it's so funny because I remember that day as well because I I knew who you were and I I recognised Tom and I the baby was so cute and I I remember thinking oh that's them oh and oh and there's the new baby and I, I had met Tom before but I didn't I didn't think he would remember at right. all and I I nearly did launch myself <laughs> on to have a sniff of the baby that I just thought they'll just think you're mental so I just I had no idea that you knew who I was. So it was kind of a bit weird. Yeah. So then the you, you always yeah. go to social media and you're like, yeah. hi, I saw I know. you. Yeah. It's, it's always one of those little things, isn't it? You're like, wink. why didn't you say hello? I but don't, well, I, I don't know why I did. I just No, I mean that to me. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, you should have. You should have. Yes. Yeah. But no. Here we are now. Here we are. Here yeah. we are. Uh, so Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast has been born from a book that I wrote called Happy Mum, Happy Baby, in which I shared my own personal experiences of motherhood, like the highs, the lows. I was just very, very honest about feeling judged, pressured, about, uh, you know, breastfeeding and sleep and all those feelings and emotions that come with having, having a newborn and a child. Um, and I was blown away by the response. And, and so I thought this... There's so much people aren't saying, they're not Mm. sharing. So I thought I'd make a podcast where I invite different mums on each week uh, to share their experiences. So... You are one of those mums. Yes. Isn't it weird? <laughs> Isn't it weird? They're all mums. Did you ever think you would see the day? Well, what sort of mum did you think you were going to be? Oh, did you always man. want to be a mum? Yes, I think I, I did. I I didn't have that. You know, some people have got the plan. Mm. Some people think, right, by this age, I'll have the job. By this age, I'll have three children. Their names will be, you know, Harry Caton. <laughs> you know, and I, I just was never, I kind of just kept thinking, yeah, 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 we'll do that one day. We'll do that. Well, yeah, one day, one day. And then classic career stereotypes at 34 35 and thought best get on that if we're going to do that so we you know as um, somebody said to me you slipped one in just in time no hideous pun intended but um so yes I was 35 when I had my daughter Mm -hmm. um and I don't know I don't think I I think I thought I was going to be the most amazing mother ever who had everything under control and was really cool and my daughter never questioned my authority, never questioned coming to me with a problem. (laughs) The television would never be on. We'd sit around discussing the issues of the day over a home-cooked meal that (laughs) she would definitely love because I'd cooked. So, And obviously (laughs) things are a little bit different, but it kind of works. And I still love her. And, you know, you can't imagine, can you, how 
much you love them. You just have no concept of what that feels like. Mm. And that's what I find, you know, it's almost like having a permanent crush on somebody, you know. <laughs> it really it's is. Like, and so I love that. And no matter how much she challenges me and, you know, all the things that you worry about, you you just love them so much, don't mm. you? So, yeah, I think I'm an okay mum. Oh, that's I'm nice. A, I'm okay. Yeah, you know? I think that's probably what we all yeah, are, really. I'm sure I don't get it all right. I'm sure I get some things right. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should ask her. But then <laughs> I don't. I kind of don't want to know. So, yeah. yeah. Did you feel? How did you feel straight away? Because it must have been such a change for you, going from being the head of an office, you know, completely in control of, you know, what's going on in the world yeah. <laughs> of glamour, to suddenly being at home with this newborn, this tiny yeah. little thing, but just doesn't comply with oh any. Oh my rules. god. Gee, you've hit the nail on the head. It was that control. That was the mm. word. It was like. You know, I'd, I'd been editing Glamour and other magazines. I'd been the editor of Glamour for five years by this point. And, you know, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> it was great at work. I kind of felt like I most of the time I knew what I was doing. I never felt like I knew what I was doing with a newborn. I questioned all my own decisions. I, you know, I, if she was crying, I felt, I felt like I could never work out exactly why I never, I was with my friend Dawn last night who has a newborn and she said, oh, I can just tell now I can tell what that cry means. I was never any good at deciphering those things. I worried. I yelled at my husband on the phone about five times a day, <laughs> just for no reason yeah. at all, really. And yeah. And I suppose when I look back now, I knew that it would be different coming from Australia as well. All my friends are people I've met at work. Right. So they're all at work. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that old school gang of girlfriends to hang out with that some people do when they have their baby. I didn't join an NCT group. And I was I did feel pretty isolated, actually. And it was a real that newborn phase definitely was a real blow to my confidence. Right. And, you know, it's like I, not it, it almost felt like even just getting out the door felt like such an achievement. And I'd always forget something like. You know, I'd, I'd be out for half an hour and think, God, I didn't even look at myself before I left the house. What the hell do I look like? <laughs> but Evie looks great. So. Yeah. Well, no. And then, you, you know, and I do things like the first time you'd think, well, okay, okay, she needs a nappy change. All right, let's just wheel this ridiculous sized buggy into this tiny toilet in M&S. And then at that point realise, oh, yeah, you should have brought some nappies out with you. You know, it was just stuff like that all the time. So I kind of did become a bit afraid to leave the house for a little while. Right. If I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and did you find then when you were out, did you feel judged from other people? Because uh, I had a Sometimes, thing where if the, yeah. if the boys cried, literally mum sweats and yeah. not being able to cope. I mean, it's most people are nice, but then even I'm, I don't know, I, I get really annoyed as well. Like it, the baby would be crying. And even if someone wasn't judging it, they'd just go, oh, she's hungry. And it's like, yeah, I haven't heard that 500 <laughs> effing times she's already today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, and it's funny. It's like, it, it's absolutely amazing that people feel that it's fine to say anything, mm. you know, like I was sort of like out of the house one day. And again, because it was I didn't like leaving the house. It just felt too stressful. And there was one day when I did and um, this woman just walked past me in the street and said, oh, look at that baby with the sun in her eyes. I mean, why could you know, you should be it, it, do you know what I mean? It's like no. it's just stuff like that would happen when you went out. So all the time I think, oh, no, just don't go out. Just don't go out. But yeah. But luckily, babies grow and they 
become a little bit less mystified, mystifying when, you know, they can tell you what's going on. And, how yeah. long do you reckon you sort of stayed inside for? Well, how long was I it until you that, felt more confident to go out? Well, I, th- I would say definitely um, three or four months because she was also quite a colicky baby. Right. So she wasn't sleeping very well at night. So I was shattered for a mm. long time. And I do remember, poor kid, I think she was about four weeks old. And I said to my husband, do you remember the reason we did this why did we why did we do this he's like i don't know you know i mean we love her more than anything but it was so hard and i think the turning point was and it's really interesting you know how much you um take family support for granted Mm. again from australia we uh i was feeling very guilty that my parents hadn't had any time with their new and at that point only grandchild right um and so we we bit the bullet and got on that long haul flight to Sydney with our baby, and she would have been about five months old. And I and I, th- I think a bit of it is she was growing up, but I think it was I had all this help all of a sudden, yeah. in the house. So overnight she kind of became this angelic clockwork baby who you'd put her down at 7 p.m. and she'd look at you and smile and drift off to sleep and wake up again at 7 a.m. You know, and so. And I think somebody said to me, you know, that's not a coincidence. It's like, you know, they can tell when you're not stressed. And suddenly there was just all this support. And she and that changed everything for me and I think for her. Yeah. I yeah. also think there's that thing at five months where they suddenly start showing a little bit of personality and they give you so much yeah. more back. It does feel like more of an interaction. Yeah. Oh, uh, To be honest with you, I always got those moments of joy. I mean, she smiled very young and all of those things. I think it's, I mean, really, frankly, the key is when you can get some solid food down that neck. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the belly is full. You know how much they've eaten and they sleep. Yeah. You know, it's like she was doing that really cheeky thing of falling asleep after five minutes of breastfeeding <laughs> and then wanting some more an hour later. Right. It's like, listen, girl, this is like, you know, that that was tough. But, yeah. Um, How did you find the breastfeeding? Fine, actually. Um, I was very lucky. Um, I didn't really have any problems. You know, I know some people find it difficult to do, but she was good at it and yeah. I was good at it. Um, but I, yeah, I, that was frustrating. Just, well, how much? I, it's almost like you need them to be transparent so you can see the yes. liquid going down or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that was fine. And I think that I, well, I, I needed to go back to work in six or seven months. So I did it for about six months. Mm. And it was a real sort of like bittersweet thing of like, oh, you know, freedom. But it was kind of sad as well because there is nothing like that bond. It's true. Yeah. It took me a long time to find that bond. Yeah. Because I think I was so focused on getting it right and it wasn't working. Yeah. So I was was like, this is meant to be a really special time. Well, you know, and the one thing I would say is the theme for my whole, as much as it's like, yeah, the downside was I got pretty lonely and isolated at times. Mm. I do think there was a huge advantage in me not being plugged into that system of tons of midwives and NCT people saying, you should be doing it this yeah. way and you should be doing it that way. And, and so I kind of just had to find my way. So I didn't have that voice going, oh, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Or do you know what I mean? And I I don't know. So I, ha- I had a different experience around things like breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I think if I hadn't been able to do it, I don't think I would have been traumatized by it yeah at all to be honest mm. so yeah it's funny isn't it? i think maybe now with social media there is maybe there's, it's just another place to judge isn't it it's, yes so you're putting it out there feeling like 
or people might I I had it with dummies you know I had this really <sighs> thing I was like I'm not I'm not going to go there yeah and then all of a sudden he needed that actually I kind yeah. of was like he is actually going to have a dummy but this is what I mean going back to oh I'm going to be the best mother ever yeah. I'm not going to do this <laughs> and I'm going to do that and it's like the first time you've got an emergency and a needs must situation you're like oh my god have a dummy <laughs> have a dummy have a chainsaw if that's what's going <laughs> to shut you up just for the next 10 minutes. So, yeah. Mama's got to yeah. sleep. Mama's yeah. got to think. Yeah. So, I'm afraid, you know, it's like, and it, I do find it's like, I, it's my friends and people who don't have children. And I'm sure I did exactly the same thing. You say, well, my, my kid's not going to go on social media. I'm not buying my kid an mm-hmm. iPad. Yeah. Come back and see me in five years. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So you started to get easier for you at five months. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and then, you know, it's again bittersweet. I, I went back to work when she was about seven months, and I can't lie, you know, finishing a cup of coffee was sort of. <laughs> so I had a newfound appreciation for sitting at my desk, because then I, you know, I it meant I didn't take the time with her for granted either. Mm. So I was looking forward to going to work and having that identity back. But then I was rushing home because I couldn't wait to do bath time. Right. So I feel like for me, that was sort of the best of both worlds. When you first went back to work, did you feel that having that time away and becoming a mum changed you in any way within that space? Well, I think it's probably what everybody says. It's just you, you haven't got time to piss around, basically. Mm. You know, you've just got to be... It's you go to work and you're not the fun person who says, let's all go to the pub after work because you can't be spontaneous anymore, you know, and you have to get your work done because you have to go at a certain time. And I have to put my hand up. I was very guilty of not understanding that until I had a child. Mm. I would never say anything, but I used to sort of like have a silent rankle to myself if somebody left at 5.30 on the dot and be like, yeah, and but. I just because I just didn't get it. Yeah. And now I I get it, you know, and in some people's cases, that's because you're paying a penalty if you're late to the nursery. Mm -hmm. I had no you don't know that stuff until you're a parent. So but it just it it forces you to try to be efficient. And, you know, there's all the you, you do end up apologizing profusely to everybody and having to leave early for a school play or something and then trying to read emails on the train or whatever you know so you just it is it's the constant juggle isn't it body confidence is a big thing that's come up quite a few times um with various people did how did you feel like body wise after you had evie well you know let me think about this how did i feel it's not something i think about a lot if i'm honest right um i i'm quite slim i've been lucky that i always have been I put on a fair amount. I mean, you know, she came out nearly nine pounds. So Ooh. that's, that's you know, that's a home of the whopper sort of a thing. <laughs> but um, let me think. I did snap back quite quickly. Mm. Sorry. I know people don't like it when you say <laughs> things like that. I'll never forget my midwife, this um, lovely African woman. Because I kept saying to her, because I had some blood pressure problems right. during the birth and, and all that sort of thing. And she was coming on and saying, I feel dreadful. And I'm telling you, my thighs are enormous I, I don't know if my feet are big I, she was just saying you know don't be ridiculous and I think it was about five days after I gave birth she came around to see me at home and she went there was no light between your thighs and now there is light and I was like I told you they were ridiculous I told you because it's like the minute she was out of me it, like all the water, so water tension yeah. it was unbelievable so because I knew I looked 
horrendous. I didn't go near a scale. I just didn't. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And that's know. the thing, isn't it? It's all about what's relative to you. Yeah. Like, you know, because some people will be like, oh, stop, stop moaning. You, you've, there's hardly anything of you. Yeah. But you know what, what you look like. No, no, no. I'd never had the sensation before of like it being difficult to walk because one thigh couldn't get past I mean, Jay likes my every day, but <sighs> no, come it on. isn't. But no, I, that was like, that was like, whoa. And that, that, they were sort of like, they were hurting when mm. I walked. And so, yeah, I... I mean, I didn't love being pregnant. I'll Didn't be honest. No, I really, I, these women who glow, just keep it to yourself. Because I just, I I hated it. I really wanted a baby, but I couldn't wait to not be pregnant. Really? Oh, my God. Were yeah. you really sick or? I just felt pretty crap the whole time. And it was no sort of like, from what I'm hearing about what our dear Duchess has, that mm-hmm. sounds absolutely horrendous. It's nothing like that. Just crappy enough every day for nine months like I kept Gaviscon in business I I don't know I just I really and I you know just felt like a big old like ugly lump basically did you enjoy any of it no no I didn't and it's awful it's like you know and I think it's, it's one of those things you're not really supposed to say isn't it you're supposed to say oh what a magical time actually no the the one thing I did enjoy was the kicking right it was like you know that you know this is there's a person in there there's a there's an end goal, you know. Yeah. Did you ever think about doing it again? Yes, uh, we did. It just kind of, you know, what it it did just didn't work out. It's so yeah. funny. I was talking about this last night. I would have because I was with my friend who's got her second baby. Oh, and I miss the baby. Oh. After everything I've said, that's probably quite surprising. <laughs> but they're so cute, right? They're yeah. so lovely, and it's it's amazing. Just that new little face, and you I know, think all especially that. when you're visiting someone else's, you just yeah. hold them for an hour or two. And, that's it. Oh, it's just so lovely. And he went to bed at seven o'clock, you know, <laughs> like a good little boy. But but um, it just we we tried. It just didn't work out, mm. and and it's not something that you know. If it had happened, it would have been great. But it's not a big hole in my life. Yeah. That it didn't, which mm. which is fine, you know. Some people don't get one. Yeah. Um, and now that I clearly don't look of childbearing age anymore, nobody asks me about it. But when I was, um, when she was a baby, I mean, some of the things that people used to say was just. So I'm I'm glad we're past the point where, for whatever reason, people have assumed, oh, okay, so they're they're just having the one, right? But um, it used to be, oh, you've got to give her a brother or sister it's cruel mm. it's cr- i had somebody tell me i was committing a form of child abuse by having one child no and i just thought how do you know i haven't had 10 miscarriages yeah. trying you know i haven't thank god but you know it's like it i just 
it's another place where, and pregnancy really brings it out in people where everyone feels this sense of entitlement to say what they want about mm -hmm. your body and your decisions. It's, it, that was, um, yeah, that used to really upset me. Yeah. But, you know. As I say, now I looked obviously look far too old to have children, so <laughs> nobody says anything anymore. No, I think yeah. when once you say your child's twelve, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, so exactly, yeah, you're done, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think once you have one, people just think, well, obviously you can have children. People don't even yeah. like realize that actually people can have have complications after having one and then they've got to go through IVF even though yeah. they had the first baby naturally and exactly so that's why you just don't know you don't know so and I also unless it's your mother or somebody like that why do you why do you want to know that's yeah. the other thing that I don't really understand what what is my answer on this gonna do for you you know yeah. it's really weird it's hard isn't it because part of me thinks that we should actually be able to talk about it though right because we because, you know, a few friends of mine have gone through, I've had a miscarriage, uh, a few friends have gone through IVF. Yeah. And the more that it's spoken about and that, that I mean, it's I, so I personal. I completely agree with you, but that's you initiate that conversation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's anyone's place without knowing your history to ask about that. If you want to talk about that, fantastic. Especially strangers in the supermarket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Mm. Working in women's magazines, there's obviously this huge, I would assume, a huge pressure on fashion. And there's that saying, dress like a mum. And there's an amazing blogger actually on Instagram who's called Dress Like a Mum. It's amazing. Did you Do you feel any pressure when it comes to fashion? Um, I do when it comes, we're just about to go into London Fashion Week. And I do think then about what I'm going to wear just mm. because everybody is checking everybody else out. And you just, it does feel slightly like high school. You just, I don't need to be photographed and lauded on style blogs for what I'm wearing at all but I don't want to be pointed and laughed at either I don't want anybody I don't want to clock somebody looking at me and and getting that little flicker of their face going oh she shouldn't have done that you know so I just I just want to get away with it you know yeah. so that's what I'm always looking to do for fashion weeks but any other time of the year um I think you can't really do a job like mine if you don't enjoy clothes and getting dressed and mm. I think that it took me, I think I was probably like late 20s before I found my style mm. confidence. Um, so now that I feel like I know what I like wearing and I know what suits me, I really enjoy getting dressed every day. It's fun. Yeah. And my aim is, is that if you read Glamour, you just get ideas to make it fun for you. We're not a dictatorial magazine in that way mm. um there's a lot of different ways i always find it funny that you know the school mums will say to me so what what should i buy what what's the style what's the color and i don't ever really have an answer for that i'm like oh well you know i mean red's big this year but then so's pink and purple and you know well yeah tight jeans are really good but so are baggy ones you know yeah. so it really there's so much choice out there it's just finding what you feel good in and like there's a whole i, I haven't seen dress like a mum. i'll have to have a look at that but mm. i i also speak to mums and I get a few emails into the magazine that say well of course now that I'm a mum I can't wear that and it's like that's crazy of course you can of course you, you can't can wear, wear mum jeans anymore because they make you feel like a like well, mumsy it's I so can't crazy. I can't wear mum jeans since the time I used to love them because they're so comfortable and then I just happened to see a photograph my husband had taken of my back view just I just was in the picture from you know and I just said why did you not tell me I look like I've got four bums in those jeans so he hadn't even really looked and I was like 
Oh my God. <laughs> Let us say, yeah, mum jeans are not for me, ironically, as a mum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did uh, getting pregnant affect your uh, style? Yeah, well, that was, yeah, because once you, the first time it's tough, right? Mm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. No. Um, I just, I think I wore maternity jeans everywhere and whisper it, I think I wore them about three months after I had a baby as well. Because yes. I was just, I love, I really miss those maternity jeans. How great are they? <laughs> whip them but, out, Joe, whip them yeah, out. <laughs> I got, I got a, re- two, I spent a lot of money on two good pairs of jeans mm. um, with a good cut and uh, flat shoes, obviously. And just lots of, at the time, because, I again, I still had to do things like go to the shows, and then that was weird. And uh, Marnie, the label, did a lot of Empire Line tops, so I wore a lot of those. They had one that had a bit of rope that you could just let out as your bump got bigger. <laughs> and then the big thing, though, was, was um, I was eight and a half months pregnant when I had to do the Glamour Women of the Year Awards. Right. And um, Prada... Uh, custom made me a dress which was wow I mean it's just like getting to I don't know the idea they made you a dress but it's for when you're pregnant yeah so now it's I can't wear it ever again (laughs) you know it's just like it's just and it is it's like it's a size 14 when I'm normally a size 10 it's got a big sort of like billowing bit where your stomach goes I'm never going to, you know, you can't even sort of like tailor that to. And also it's yeah. so special and like it's yours. So you don't want to lend it to I anyone. I know, but it wouldn't fit anyone else. It was like a sausage skin sort of like, it was properly bespoke. Oh, really? I know, what a treat. But That's amazing. Yeah. So that was, but I still, I, you know, felt like a whale, obviously. <laughs> Were there parts of it though where you felt, uh, in the pregnancy, where you felt, great like your body was doing an amazing thing or did you just feel the whole time oh like... no I, it was fascinating yeah I mean absolutely fascinating and I loved it as a a science experiment you know like <laughs> do you know I don't know when the first time you got pregnant or maybe even the second time I remember thinking god so that actually works you have sex and that happens I that's extraordinary <laughs> you know like you do feel like world's first mum don't you yeah you do but um so yeah I I just I just felt lousy the whole time, but I was really excited and, you know, did things like, I think I went clothes shopping when I was about seven weeks pregnant, you know, like for the baby. Really? You know, it was ridiculous. So stuff like that. I was really excited about having a child. Yeah. Just couldn't wait to get that really hideous nine months out of the way. Yeah. I know we talked about um, class. I know you didn't do any NCT, but did you join any classes once Evie was born? I did things like I remember uh, we went to Caterpillar Music and because I knew that I was really isolating myself and mm. I had to get out of the house. And I think she was about five weeks old when I took her to <laughs> Caterpillar Music. And she loved it. Oh, yeah. She was like, really? Yeah. And so and I remember... I wasn't the only one, thank God, but there was a few of us holding our babies, running in and out of the circle for the hokey cokey. And I was just thinking, <laughs> this is absolutely ludicrous. So I sort of like scurried away from there. And when she was about three months old, I phoned them and said, oh, no, I didn't come, but I'd love to come back. And they said, oh, how is Evie? We miss her. And I just thought, Aww. what, that five-week-old blob <laughs> that was like just sort of like spewing and pooing everywhere while I did the hokey cokey. But um, so, yeah, I can't remember what the question was. Sorry. No, about going to, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you go back to them? I did, yes, um, but I didn't. I did actually try to go to my local NCT group um, one time again, thinking, "No, come on, stop sitting around being lonely. Go out, yeah. get over yourself, and go and meet people." And I phoned the, you know, you get the little booklet that tells you all the little <laughs> things going on in the area. And I phoned the woman and said, "Oh, I'd love to come to this tea you've got." She said, "Oh, darling, 
such a bore I, I have to get my basement done now but give me your number and when I rearrange it I'll call you and she just never called back so oh. it's just so I gave up but on that but you think one. for some moms as well that would be their their one place that I know kind of... devastating I was yeah. too scared to ring again so have you finished your basement yet you know you don't <laughs> want to be, help me you don't want to be that person you know did so. you get so it was so you went to the, the caterpillar classes and then did you stick with them for quite a while a little bit yeah did you yeah. make mum friends not really no mm. I mean it wasn't unfriendly but I don't know again it was like the thing where and it's where I realised you really shot yourself in the foot not, not doing the NCTs because a lot of these people had obviously been through a lot together mm. and knew each other. So I it again it felt a bit high school. It felt a bit, you know, I was always friendly and everything, but I never really connected with anybody yeah. there. And I don't know, I don't want to slag off those mums as if some sort of mean girls thing because I don't know if I was just giving off a weird scared vibe. Well, I think most you know what people I mean? are in a weird, yeah. uh, a weird yeah. place at that point because... Like for me, all I was thinking about the fact that Buzz was going to cry in the early days. Right, and, you know, yeah. that was going to, I was going to be a bad, look like awful and mum. Isn't it weird how much that stresses you out? And it doesn't yeah. stress me out when other people's kids nope. cry. But um, although there was, when the day, the time we flew to Sydney and we were just waiting to take off and Evie cried. And they do when, you yeah. know, so you're taking off. And this woman was sitting next to me, she'd been crying for about two minutes. And this woman went, oh. And I said, love, it's going to get a lot worse than this. So, I'd, you know, I'd sort of like cool your jets for now. And, and that shut her up. And then this other man next to me went, baby's cry. Don't worry about it. So good. Oh, it's, you're yeah. right, they do. I can't help it. You know, I know so, we were talking earlier yeah. about, um, you know, what people say to you. I actually have uh, had two things. So uh, when we went to Australia once, I was I flew. Well, I was with um, some other friends. I was with Izzy and Georgia, who are the other oh, yeah. McFly wives, and uh, and we were all going to Australia to see the guys. But Buzz was my child; he was my responsibility. So I kind of felt the pressure of having him on my own. And uh, it was a night flight. Well, we started off in the night time, and Buzz, bless him, went to sleep straight away. Uh, I got breastfed, and on takeoff, he was asleep before we flew. Yeah. And, uh, and it was all going really, really well. And then he wouldn't go down in the carrier and he just cr screamed his head off. And he screamed for about 45 minutes. And me in the hallway trying to get him to go back to sleep. And then I put him back down. He started crying. I picked him up. And I just felt that all eyes were on oh, me. Oh, it's horrible. And I bet I bet they weren't. I bet maybe, know, maybe one or two. But well, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just felt like I, I felt I could feel the tutting and everything. And then at that point, Izzy scooped him up and was like, take a moment. And I just cried. Oh. And then I had, took about 30 seconds and I was like, it's fine. If he wants to sleep on me, if that's all he wants. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. But then after I cried, I had loads of different people come up to me, like whether they saw me in the loo or ever, and like, you're doing a really good job. God, that would have made me cry again. I'm always crying now. <laughs> but, it's, but I think yeah. when you're going through it, you kind of feel like yeah. everyone's looking at you and going, you're shit. I you know. know. You are rubbish. I know. But they're not. It's and true. And it's it's all in your head. And I think that that's I was taking that to Caterpillar Music. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just crazy. You're just like thinking... I'm a successful businesswoman <laughs> who runs, who manages 40 people and the, one of the biggest selling magazines in it, but I'm scared of Caterpillar Music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those mean girls at Caterpillar Music. It must have been such a weird time for you, that. It, yeah, it, it that. was. It, it, it was weird and it's funny now that it's, you know what, it, it, anybody with new babies or sort of like young toddlers, I, I actually, I sat in a cafe yesterday and watched my daughter walk up the hill with her friend to school because mm. I had all this extra time because I don't have to help her. And it, I just thought it's such a cliche, but my God, where did that time go? Yeah. I would say to her, where did that baby go? 
did you eat that baby? <laughs> and she says, where did that 30-year-old go? Oh, thanks. <laughs> You've done this to me. She's a fresh mouth on of that one. But yeah, anyway. Mm. So, Joe, <laughs> I finish the podcast with three different sentences. I'll start them and you finish this them. Is, I, I'm really bad at this. I'm <laughs> You'll always be fine. bad at these, but I'll give it a go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Being a mum means? Being a mum means... Oh, God, I told you. I'm going to stumble already. I feel such pressure to say the exact right thing. No, just say um, whatever you feel in the moment. Being a mum means um, always being in a hurry <laughs> um, and always feeling like you don't know what you're doing. But so, I don't know. Somehow it all kind of works out. Nice. Since having a child, I? Since having a child, I... I have had to learn I, and I've become more patient as the it's the huge gift it's given me mm. is more patience and more tolerance um not all the time yeah. but I used to be absolutely appalling with patience but does that travel over into work I hope so I don't feel like I you know I, I don't you'd have to ask them but I but think now you're in a so. hurry so like I've yeah. got patience yeah. but if you yeah. could just yeah. hurry up please no but I, <laughs> yeah I it's you know you you just you're always um with having children, it's always their agenda, isn't it? Mm. And their timetable. So we've kind of had to learn just to go with it. Yeah. And finally, I'm happy when? I'm happy when I my family's happy, I think. Mm. I, I just, you know, it, and I'm happy. It doesn't actually take much for me to be happy. Mm. I've kind of learnt to appreciate that, you know, there's no such thing as a really great day or a really bad day. Everything has like little bits that are great and bad. And, you know, and you just have to take the good where you find it. And that can be something so small. So I'm happy when I'm appreciating sort of like the, the here and now of any particular thing. I love it. I, don't, I told you I'm bad at that game. <laughs> no, you were yeah. great. You were yeah. great. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Yeah. It's, been, it's been so good to have you on. And I think... Um, you're so different to a lot of the other other women we're talking to, so it's great. Thank you. Thank you, Jean. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.